It's the Off Grid Prep Things Podcast. Hey everybody, it's episode 44 of the Off Grid Prep Family Podcast. Today we're talking about prepping for winter. Prepping for winter. It's an arduous job. It gets different every year. Yeah, and doing it off-grid, there's a lot of the same things and some things that are maybe specific to off-grid. Yeah. Or just being more prepared. I think just being more prepared. Yeah. We found we have a lot in common with our Amish friends. That's true. We're kind of all... Because they also don't have a lot of power. Yeah, we're on the same yearly type of schedule. Mm -hmm. We're all doing the same stuff every week. Yeah. Yeah. First, I guess the first thing that I always think about when we're preparing for winter is meat. Meat, yeah. As meat starts getting ready to go in the freezer, yeah. you're harvesting your meat or you're sourcing it. The the cows are ready in the fall. Yeah, nobody wants to places. feed those animals over the winter. So yeah. every fall, you're looking in the barnyard thinking, what can I get rid of mm-hmm. that I don't have to feed and water all winter long? Tying back into the hurricane episode... We recently received a bunch of free meat from a friend of ours because they had no power. They had no power. Their meat was going to spoil. Yeah, yeah. So that was pretty exciting. We were really super thankful about that. Yeah. Um, We get our freezers ready. We have a second freezer that we mostly just use in the fall for a cow. Yeah. And, you know, if you're going to process birds or whatever, you make sure you've got your processing set up Mm -hmm. all kind of laid out and, you know, everything that you need. Yeah, so when we process chickens, we've come up with a pretty innovative system that, I, I don't know, we just kind of work through it step Over by step. Over the years, yeah. So what we do, we start with um, with what we call a killing cone, mm-hmm. and basically it's a cone-shaped, like three-foot-tall piece of tin or mm-hmm. whatever, flat metal, and I shaped it into a cone so it's about 18 inches at the top and about six inches at the bottom well maybe even four inches at the bottom mm-hmm. and then i screw it together and i screw it on slats of wood which are then screwed down to a five gallon pail right so you end up with this thing that's about four feet tall yeah and well maybe five feet tall and what you do is you hang a chicken or a duck any fowl mm-hmm. from a rope yeah. i use a step ladder yeah. as my like tripod but you could build a tripod and then you hang this bird from the the by ladder feet. by its feet yeah. very important and sometimes they get out but it's not a big deal yeah, just and then, like a little noose yeah and it's kind of a two-person operation you one person pushes the head down through the cone the other person grabs the head mm-hmm. and then the bird's hanging there with his head hanging out but his feet are but secured. its feet are secured tied yeah to the rope to the ladder and then you sometimes take, they hop out well, often yeah. they'll hop out. They'll, it'll, it'll, yeah, <laughs> if they're not tied properly. So anyway, you um, you do that, and I think we have to take a break for a sponsor here. Yeah, I guess we'll take a break before we go into the the details, the minutia of of chicken. I wasn't going to talk about it, but it's the one thing that I think we it's figured like out how thing. to do really well. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about the off grid prep family planners. If you go to our planners page at offgridprepfamily.com, you'll see our whole array of planners. They're for homesteading. If you homeschool, they could be helpful. If you don't homeschool, it would also be probably quite helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, It has the pantry planner, the garden planner, 
your uh, seasonal clothing changes, daily layouts for all your farm chores, and uh, they're $16.99 on Amazon.com. And Amazon.ca, the price sort of fluctuates uh, thereabouts. Yeah. So, offgridprivatevalley.com, go to the planners page, you can pick out the cover you like. The inside's basically the same. Mm-hmm. So just get one that you don't think is ugly, so that you'll keep it on your counter and actually use it. Yeah. On to the chicken processing. Yeah, so you've got this chicken upside down in this metal cone suspended by a rope over a five-gallon pail. Yes. So you take a sharp knife, you cut its head off. Yeah. It does its chicken thing, where it wriggles and kicks and, what, and goes wild, yeah. but... It's upside down in a metal cone, so even if a foot breaks free of the rope, it can't. It doesn't run yeah. around the yard. Yeah. And the second thing that happens is it bleeds into the bucket. Mm-hmm. So it's a. We've found so it's, it's a. Clean. It's clean. It's efficient. Yeah. And so there's there's kind of a three step or four step process. Okay. So beside this, immediately, let's say to the right of the chicken killing cone, is a fire that we've lit and got water boiling in a canning pot oh, on top of the fire yeah on top of the fire we suspend yep. it with a couple of metal rails you can mm-hmm. do something with bricks some people use the propane burners we don't really like no we tried it it was burner. awful yeah we it's always so have much too yeah. much wind or something no it was wildly inefficient we yeah. got a really good one and compared to just a standard wood fire right it was yeah. totally inadequate and a wood fire is free yeah so. wood fire is free and so you so light a fire in your gravel or whatever yeah and uh, before we kill the first chicken, we get the water boiling. And then you only have to dunk it in for about 10 seconds mm-hmm. in boiling water. And then you take it immediately from the killing cone to the boiling water for 10 seconds. And then we've got a second ladder, or you can build a tripod set up, where we hang the chicken again from its feet. Yeah. Over a big, like, 20-gallon garbage pail. Yeah with a bag in it if you want mm-hmm. or we just dump the feathers in the garden so we don't put a bag in it mm-hmm. and that that's the plucking station yeah so after it's been scalded i guess yeah. you call it so you can tell when it's done because one of those tail feathers will just like slide right out they're really tough feathers. yeah you don't want to overdo it or you'll yeah. kind of cook the skin a little bit and yeah. then it tears and you can see that it's only yeah. a second or two different so you really mm-hmm. have to get a feel for it but it's about 10 seconds yeah. with boiling water yeah um, you have to keep feeding the fire, obviously, if you use a wood fire. So but at that it's point, really after we've hung the chicken at the plucking station, yes, we catch the next chicken. We catch the next chicken because yeah. it's all about sort of getting the getting the rhythm, assembly line, the going. assembly line going, and then we start the process all over again. Once the first chicken's plucked, it goes to the ki- the gutting table, yeah, and it gets gutted. There's a we keep another garbage pail mm-hmm. handy. Uh, once again, if you have to get rid of it through the garbage, then I guess you need put a bag. in a bag. Yeah. We dump it in the garden. Yeah. Usually, the critters get it, the foxes yeah. and whatever yeah. raccoons. We we attempt to compost it. To but compost nature it, nature doesn't to compost yeah. it for us. <laughs> so that's our four-step chicken killing process. I recently had a conversation with one of our almost friends, and I learned a little bit about how they do cows, but we're not nearly ready for that no. yet. No, certainly not in an off-grid. No, you need a tractor or a well, winch. They, or use, they use winches and pulleys yeah. with horses or mm-hmm. men. Mm-hmm. Like they, they team up on it. I, I, I think they do it all differently as from what I could gather. Okay. Anyway, so they shoot at the back of the head. It drops every time, no problem. Mm-hmm. And then they pull it up, hoist it up, clean it, do whatever. I don't know anything about that. Yeah. But we do know chickens. Yeah. And ducks. 
Yeah, we're fast at poultry. Yeah. With the ducks, we have tried the paraffin wax, mm-hmm. which is doable, but for the amount that you have to do, like, that's fine if you're doing one or two ducks. Yeah. But if you're doing, like, 50 ducks, it's not. we just skin them. Yep. It's, it's They're fine. easy to skin. Yeah. You don't... It's just I mean, like skinning a rabbit or something. Like, it's, it's not that bad. We definitely appreciate the, like, the taste difference between a skin yes. and animal and they're, not they're there better with the skin yeah but if you have to do a lot of them Ugh, even with the paraffin mad. wax it's a lot you'll go mad yeah. it's yeah it's too much so also on meat you know if you need a pressure canner or if you're a rebel and you just water bath can your meat if that's how you're going to do your shelf stable meat yeah you've seen we some should stuff on we that. should talk about that maybe in the next episode um we haven't done it yet lots and lots of people just use water bath canners mm-hmm. i'm not telling you what to do but you know your kitchen your rules but they're smoking we've yeah. done some smoking on our uh, on our barbecue, barbecue you turn our barbecue into a smoker I which do. is yeah. awesome it is awesome it's it's like so the way the way it works is uh i didn't want to buy a smoker Mm -hmm. we don't like unitasker appliances no it's ridiculous yeah so i've got this propane i'm gonna do some kind of outdoor oven one year that does all the things Mm -hmm. for right now our broil king like Mm -hmm. mid-range propane barbecue does everything beautifully and so to turn any barbecue into a smoker if you've got a barbecue that has say two or three sections you just take the grill, the main grill that you normally cook on the bottom grill, you m- either remove it or stack it onto one of the other sections. Mm-hmm. So you've got one open section where you can touch the burner plate, like the guard right on top of the burner. Okay. And what you do is you just take any piece of wood, preferably something with bark, preferably something wet and green. Right. Doesn't matter what kind like of wood. apple would be nice, but yeah. you don't no. have to be picky. Well, I've done maple. I've done birch. I've done... Uh, no, not white birch because the bark's flammable. Right. I've done red birch. Yeah. I've done poplar, pine. It all tastes all exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. I haven't noticed any difference. Smoke is smoke. Yeah. So, anyway, that's probably from that foodie, like, everybody's got piercings and goatees and tattoos. Anyway. A man bun. We're more practical here. (laughs) The smoke smoke. Yeah. So, you just get a scrap piece of wood, preferably something wet that you don't want to burn anyway. You put it on the burner. You put it on low. You shut all... You get the barbecue hot, like, to 250, so not hot, hot. Mm Mm-hmm. Then... When you, you've reached temperature, you put this piece of wood on, you can put it on in the beginning, you turn the left hand, so, so the other two burners that don't have wood on them, you turn them off. Then the one that has wood on, you put it on low to kind of medium low, you'll know because if it's not hot enough, it won't make the wood smoke. But if mm-hmm. it's too hot, it'll light it'll it on light fire. It on fire yeah. And it's not an emergency fire. Right. Like, don't don't worry if there's fire in your yeah. barbecue. You just take the hose or a glass of water. The barbecue is meant to contain a fire. Exactly. If you're okay. Yeah. So, anyway, that's how you make a smoker. And it, you do have to get a feel for it. And you'll see different types of scraps of wood and different moisture contents will mm-hmm. make more or less smoke. And then what you do with your meat, depending on how fast you want to smoke it, if you want to smoke it in a few hours, you put it up on the top left, so f- as far away from the heat source as you can get. Okay. But if you want to cook it over, like, like really smoke it, cold smoke it as best possible, you put it on the bottom left, so mm. there's all very little heat, and all you're doing is getting the swirling of the smoke. Right, okay. Now, this is all just technique from a standard barbecue. Mm-hmm. And I could probably go into more detail, but it's it's very possible. Yeah. And then when I'm done smoking, I put my barbecue back together, and 
if anything, it's better because it's got this ode of smoke yeah. in it. Yeah. So everything tastes a little smoky. <laughs> the only time that didn't work is when we baked cake. Yeah, that was gross. Smoky chocolate cake was not good. <laughs> <laughs> it was not good. So that's a little bit of meat prep that we've actually done without getting fancy with yeah. unitasking appliances mm-hmm. and tractors. Yeah. Uh, if you need it, get it now as far yeah. as like meat grinder, sausage stuff, mm-hmm. casing, seasoning. If you need a vacuum sealer, extra bags, it's nice to just have all that stuff at hand Yeah. instead of scrambling for it when you have boxes and boxes of meat to deal with. Yeah. Uh, after meat, we think about heat. We do. Yeah. What do you do? This is mainly your department. Yeah. Keeping so us warm. We run, uh, we heat our water mostly with propane yep. for showers. Uh, so we stock up... Uh, I get how many do I get? Seven. I have seven twenty pound tanks of propane. Okay. And that gets me into spring. Right. So that's all I need for a family of nine. Okay. Um and propane didn't go up. No. Propane's still basically twenty five bucks a tank. Yeah. It's still like a dollar a liter. Which is crazy with all this weird fuel shortage yeah. and it's great. the way they're trying to gouge everybody. Um, so we fill up on propane. I fill up on gas for the generator. Mm-hmm. Once again, I've got a. That's the snowblower too. Like it is going to be the snowblower this year. Yeah, it's our things. first year with a snowblower. Yeah, well, we've had a snowblower, an electric one, electric but it wasn't snowblowers. self-propelled. Yes. If you don't have a self-propelled snowblower, you it might probably, as well have a shovel. It probably works if you live somewhere with dry snow. Maybe. But our snow is heavy, heavy and wet, and wet, and it comes down like feet at a time yeah it just plumps like, down you're not yeah. gonna get that <laughs> with a non so anyway snowboard. i picked up this cool old craftsman this beast yeah and the guy was selling it for 175 bucks canadian and it was a 33 inch 13 horsepower if anybody is listening knows anything about snowblowers yeah. it's a beast they don't make them much bigger than that <laughs> and so i picked this snowblower up and the guy said, I don't know, I can't get it to work. And he told me a couple of things. And I said, okay, cool, Let's. I'll see what it I can do. It was a gamble. It was and a honestly, gamble. Honestly, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Waffling. That's 175 bucks for the meat there. I'm not going to lose $175. Yeah. So. And uh, so I got it home and I took it apart. And it turns out it just needed the valves adjusted. <laughs> which I am not very historically mechanically inclined. I'm learning fast. Yeah. I had to learn to do this on one of our generators. Yeah. Adjust the valves. I had to buy a little spanner tool and yeah. get the clearances right. And anyway, that's all it needed. Great. So, yeah, it was awesome. Now we're in business. Yeah. You can't wait for that first. Oh, show. man. Yeah. Uh, what else do we do? Oh, well, mainly we heat with wood. Yeah. we. As far as heating the house. The house itself, we heat entirely with wood. Yeah. We don't have any... We have two wood stoves, one really nice one we got last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, old one. They're both very old. Yeah. But they're they're nice. They're big. They do more than the job. It's amazing how wood heat dries the house out. It does. It is, Which is nice when you live in a humid climate. Yeah. If you don't, yesterday when we were at Crappy Tire, mm-hmm. I saw they sell kettles that have um, like mesh tops. Mm-hmm. For humidity to add humidity into your house it was in the wood stove section why would it be here well i don't know why it'd be here they probably just put it in every wood stove right. section in every canadian tire yeah but yeah you wouldn't need that here but if you do live somewhere dry and you're having trouble with the wood stove i thought that was a genius idea yeah anywhere out west like yeah. the western prairies mm-hmm. it's it was always so dry there but you we had do to... like having that 
um, kettle on our wood stove all the time. Constantly. It's so handy to just yeah. be able to grab like a cup of hot water for mm -hmm. whatever you need. Our kitchen wood stove also has like a, a water... It's like a copper tank, tank built on yeah, the side yeah. of it from and the of factory. And of course that has like the oven and stuff. So yeah. in the winter, <clears throat> we're just cooking and baking all day long because mm -hmm. it's always on. And so you can just use it constantly. I yeah. love it. It's amazing. So we don't use our propane really no. at all. In no, the in the winter, our propane dies off uh, entirely. It's just showers. It's just showers. Yeah. Which is, compared to like canning, mm -hmm. showers uses nothing nothing yeah yeah do we have to take another break or? we should take a quick break who do you who do you want to thank today i don't know let's talk about emp shield yeah emp shield mm. will protect all your devices mm -hmm. from any device it's connected to vehicles generators solar equipment uh they've even got these little clips that you can buy from them that clip onto your solar cables that prevent like right. voltage arcs and stuff mm -hmm. during a emp well, an EM pulse. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, use the code OGPF on our friends page and you get $50 off any unit. Which is big. It is. That's yeah. Big, uh, uh, Thrive Life Foods, uh, we always, we love Thrive Life stuff. It's really high quality. Yeah. Um, if you check out the link on our friends page, you can get 15% off your first order. Yeah. It's They've got some stuff. good deals this yeah. month too. Um, and Jace Medical is emergency antibiotics. You can get them now in Canada and the U.S. Uh, if you want $15 off, use the link on our site. And it's great if you're traveling or, you know, just if you won't, you know, shortages, can't get things, just get it now. Mm -hmm. They last for a long time. And if you have coverage, they do send you a receipt and you can claim that on your insurance. Nice. Okay, so go back to wood. How do you prepare for winter for heat well it's been different every year but it's mostly just a volume thing like as yeah. much as we can get yeah. um, it's been different every year for us because we've been constantly growing our house and yeah. changing and mm -hmm. the first two years we we changed into a different house entirely mm -hmm. and anyway uh we just harvest as much wood as we can your wood has to be dry yeah uh which so takes ideally you're you're ahead Ideally, you're, you're ahead. Which but is if hard you, to achieve. It is hard. If you yeah. harvest in the early spring and you have the opportunity to lay that wood out, mm -hmm. best if you can split it in the spring. Yeah. Like this is before the bugs start to come out. Mm -hmm. Then it'll be dry by the winter. And that's yeah. coming from like our humidity averages 90% most of the year. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And that works for us. And worst case scenario, if mm -hmm. you're low on wood and it's winter. Yep. There are some trees that we've found burn fine wet. What yeah. trees would those be? So which so you're asking which trees would burn wet? Yeah, like yeah, okay, actually, it's three a.m. Yeah, you have no wood left. <laughs> Let's talk about our first winter briefly. Let's not. I don't ah, feel like on. having a flashback right now. Okay, but what anyway, trees burn when it's winter and you're run you're out of wood and it's three a.m. and you have to cut trees down? We have a tree here called a red birch. Yeah, and I know there's other trees. Maybe you know other people listening have trees like this, but. You can, these are the scraggliest, sickest trees. Yeah, they maybe last for 10 years and yeah. they fall over. They're a hardwood, but they're not, I don't know how to describe yeah. it. They're not light, they're very dark inside, they're dark red, mm -hmm. and they have birch bark, mm -hmm. which is that telltale horizontal yeah. model on it. Yeah. And uh, anyway, they um, similar leaves to a white birch, 
but they grow very strangely. They grow in groves, so they have an underground connection. And yeah. the, the red birch tree that we have is the only tree that we can really cut down and burn that day. You can mm -hmm. burn it immediately, and it's like they don't ho hold any moisture inside. Mm -hmm. It's like it all goes in the bark or something. So maybe there are other trees out yeah. there. So it's it's about learning your land, yeah. your trees, mm -hmm. just like with everything else with this. You know, the more you know about the things that grow where you are. Yeah the more comfortable you can be when you get desperate like we did you will yeah. learn fast what trees burn and what yeah. trees don't and how they burn because some trees they suck more heat out of your house they than do they give you they really yeah. at the especially the early stages yeah. yeah um make sure you've got all your wood tools mm -hmm. you know your axes all sharpened and oh, extra chains a another thing on trees yeah is for example the white birch which is a very or the silver birch uh -huh. very popular north american tree it's all over the place yeah extremely flammable bark yeah so if you need a fire lighter you yeah. just grab a piece of the birch bark and yeah. it, it's almost like magnesium it's yeah like, it's, amazing. it's incredible yeah yeah so yeah, when we get back into heat sources, preparing, uh, I like to have two chainsaws in working order. Mm -hmm. I only use the Ego 56-volt yeah. battery-powered chainsaws. There's no oil to mix. I use still super powerful. I use vegetable oil, yeah. like any kind of oil to lubricate the chain. You can keep up with the gas-powered chainsaws Easily. with that yep. Ego. Yeah. yeah. And it's quiet. It's quiet. All you hear is the chain mm -hmm. and a little bit of whine from the electric motor. Yeah. Like, Anyway, it's the best way to go. Uh, um, if you don't have wood stoves or yeah. they can't cover your whole house or, or you're just thinking about just in case, yeah. we do like the buddy heater. Yeah. It's good. Supposedly we've you can run it, it inside. Yeah. They say that we've never... I don't know. That seems sketchy. Make sure you've got your committed. carbon monoxide detector yeah. if you're going to try that. It's got a thing. Uh, what's it called? That ceramic plate. It's. Um, I learned about it in the oil know. field. It's a certain thing where it... it, it it burns the ga the yeah, carbon monoxide right. or carbon dioxide. I don't right. know how it works, but there is a thing with the buddy heater where they they really say that you can use it indoors. Yeah, you can like run it in a tent. Yeah. So but we've if you're never trying done to it. keep you know I don't know something. From but if freezing. you have electric heat and you need a backup heater, yeah. it's a very affordable, yeah. high quality thing. And yeah. we've used it like I say in the greenhouse, in the, greenhouse, in the garage. Yeah. yeah. Um, make sure you've got curtains pump up your insulation oh my if gosh, you can. Curtains. They make such a difference. Such a difference. And so our curtains, yeah. we just bought canvas drop cloth from Home Depot. Yeah. And you be careful. There's two grades. There. The lighter one is cheaper and not as good and it's more beige-ish. Right. Not yellow, but it's more brown. Yeah. It's much, it hangs better. Uh-huh. And we're not princesses no it looks fine uh, like i'm it's not a sissy no it's it's plain yeah. it's nice and it works yeah it really does yeah it keeps things but any curtains and, and yeah. i think that would work but like we we've had nice curtains in the past of yeah. you know polyester whatever synthetic yeah. fabrics and i i swear they didn't work as well yeah and we've been through those phases where we use that shrink film on our windows mm -hmm. and curtains are better they they do a better job they do a better sure. job yeah we have double glazed windows yeah. Nothing fancy, but when when you close those curtains, it's an immediate yeah. difference. Okay, are we done with heat? Yes. Okay, let's move on to clothing. <clears throat> First of all, you should get my one of my planners so you can do a seasonal <laughs> clothing inventory and make sure you have everything you need for every family member so it doesn't, you know, get to December and you realize one of your kids has no boots or yeah. something. 
you need boots we make sure to have snowshoes mm -hmm. the like modern ones not like the ones that look like no you can get great modern snowshoes yeah. on amazon, amazon that clip on yeah. like snowboard boots what one year that was a christmas thing yeah. um anything <coughs> flannel lined or like wool mm -hmm. you know the, the pants with the flannel yep. i like the costco uh fuzzy flannel tights anything like that yeah how about alternate energy sources okay if you're not off-grid now yeah you need alternate energy sources because yeah. what's you know winter storms happen we just had a hurricane that yeah. knocked out so i don't know if any of our listeners have heard just how bad it is there's yeah. still people here without power two weeks after the hurricane it's over two weeks now and yeah. it knocked out everybody the whole island was out. We were the power. only people with power. Yeah, I'm possibly. sure there are other off-grid people here, but we don't know them. Like, yeah. We don't know anybody. And we wouldn't... No. We don't know if they took their batteries or their panels in. Yeah, exactly. Right? So if you didn't do that, yeah. you also wouldn't have power. But anyway, you want to have alternative energy sources. If you're on the grid in the winter, you know, there's a good chance it's going to go down. Yeah. Especially with all this weird stuff and that the U.S. is pulling. And then you lose all the food in your yeah. freezer mm -hmm. and you have no heat possibly yeah sometimes even like your stove won't work even mm -hmm. though it's a gas stove because right like well, this so summer this summer they were doing all that like really vicious power cycling right. in texas Brownouts and, stuff. and they yeah. were just shutting and they were taking control of your nest or whatever smart thermostats yeah. turning your your temperature yeah. up <laughs> like wow <laughs> yeah so that's scary so have at least a generator and some fuel storage a good generator you have to have a really nice generator now yeah. you don't have to spend 10 grand on a generac no i would if i could they make nice stuff yeah. but you do have to spend at least fifteen hundred dollars yeah at least on a five thousand watt ish generator if you want to if you want stuff. something if you want to run more than one refrigerator yeah you got to spend at least fifteen hundred bucks on a yeah. generator you could get a battery bank. Mm -hmm. You could throw some solar on. Yeah. Oh, I should point out my generator. Yeah. I spent, uh, I think it was nine hundred dollars on. Uh huh. My generator is not big. I manipulate my power loads. Right. Like there's engineering involved, right. so I don't have to buy a big generator, yeah. and I use relays, and it's so really if you complicated. Don't think about it. You have to get. Yeah. You you got to go big. Yeah. So. How about animals? How do we prepare for winter for animals? Number one, <coughs> excuse me. You harvest all the animals that you can. You harvest all the animals you can. We have laying hens are the only animals we keep over the winter. Yeah. We try the other animals like bunnies. It just doesn't work yeah. for us. Yeah. I'm sure it works for other people. We have one small barn, and in the winter, we change the door that yeah. they come out of. Right. So right now, the door they come out of, it's going to be in a place where all the snow is going to pile mm -hmm. off the roof. I'm going to change it to the south door. There's another little hinge mm -hmm. door that I don't use all summer. Because in the winter, they go through a run. Or sorry, in the summer, they go through a, a run, like a chicken run. So they stay caged in until they've laid all their eggs. Right. But in the winter, they don't go anywhere. Chickens can't stand snow. They don't... If yeah. it snows, they're not going anywhere. Yeah. You have to blow the snow and clear it out and they might come out and peck i'm mm. astonished and we've tried several varieties of chickens they can't yeah. stand the snow yeah so in the winter i actually pick the door that is more to the front of the building okay where i can access it with in the past shovels yeah but this year my big snow blower and uh, that's important so that's how i prepare and yeah. i know that people use different uh methods with their cattle in the winter mm -hmm. yeah um, you, you should not heat your coop. No. Like, we live in very, very, very cold weather. Mm -hmm. 
heating your chicken coop is a a really easy way to let your barn on fire yeah but b it's it can be dangerous for mm-hmm. them it, it makes them sick yeah they're animals they will adapt yeah we haven't lost a single chicken in the winter actually no. i just realized that we've lost chickens in yeah. the summer and the spring and the fall so they need it to yeah. be uh, secure not drafty but mm-hmm. it does have to be ventilated and if you and supplement it, some light and make sure that their calorie intake is up they yep. won't stop laying for very long and supplemented light we just have windows in our chicken yeah. coop like i i wired in leds and i ran an underground wire we never used it we never used it yeah. All, they just have to actually have sunlight so we have yeah. some big old antique windows that we mm-hmm. uh we got with our cottage right those single pane yeah. things and that's, that's enough, enough. Yeah. it is our chickens only stopped laying last year for like two, two weeks, weeks maybe yeah. when they but molted we make sure to give them lots of calories in the winter yep. we, we give them beef tallow mixed in with their food you know scraps we're, yeah if we're if yep. we're processing a bunch of beef we'll give them all the beef scraps yep. we'll, we give them duck fat like whatever we've got mm-hmm. and, and they get all our leftovers yeah like we don't have a compost bin no we no. don't even have a compost pile no it all goes to the chickens yeah so they they we we save eggs we do and we freeze eggs yeah but we rarely use them we do yeah um you just need to be able to get your animals water that isn't frozen mm-hmm. and for most people that just means bringing them out water a couple times a day yeah for us uh we're they're in a small barn it's six by 16 mm-hmm. it's, it's a shed practically but because of the small space and the fact that it's insulated their water it won't freeze inside yeah. So it stays unfrozen, like it doesn't even get ice on it. Mm-hmm. And it's just things like that where yeah. you, you you realize if I just, the heat from these animals at minus 25. They, chickens have a lot of BTUs. They have a lot of heat. Yeah. 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 If you've ever held a chicken. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, we make sure to stock some extra feed. You know, if you need meds for your animals, anything like that, get that now. Yep. We still need to talk about food. A lot more. So we're going to make this a two-part episode. All the other stuff. Uh, there's a lot of important things we want to talk about we want to thank our sponsors sponsors. all of our listeners especially when you uh like subscribe share that's really awesome yeah it's great thanks our son's putting these on youtube now so we've got some new subscribers finding us in a different way so Mm -hmm. if you want to listen to us on youtube that's fun yeah he's putting some nice pictures yeah it's still it's still just Mm -hmm. audio that's what we keep on the tv most of the time is just like a nice scene yeah with nice Maybe music ambience. so yeah. there you go there's some so. ambience off grid ambience mm-hmm. uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you next time yeah. bye bye